Welcome to Lipstick Lessons, a weekly podcast on all things fashion, beauty, and sometimes romance. Welcome back to this week's podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay, and this week's episode is a little bit late because Mama has to do some research. She was boots to the ground and she has been boots to the ground. I've been Dublin City's Carrie Bradshaw, figuring out the dating world dating culture in Dublin City. So let's get into it, guys. And I would just like to say, before we start, can I just thank all the men for the content? You are just the gift that keeps on giving. Guys, really, thank you so much. You've been shit out there. You've been weird out there. You've been fucking dickheads out there. And it's just, yeah. Yeah, honestly, it's been great. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's really been great because you just are giving me content. I don't even have to look for it. It just finds me. So I'm going to give you a little update on what I've been getting up to with Men, 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 manly men, 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 manly men. I always sing that song when I'm like to my friends, oh my God, girls, I've goss. And they're like, what about, what about? And I'm like, men, 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 manly men, men, men. You are really just trying your hardest to be the biggest weirdos, the biggest letdowns and the biggest fucking melts ever. And what am I going to do? I'm going to podcast about it because if I don't present this image that you're presenting to me, how do we know? You can be as fake as shit. Like guys always give out about girls being fake online, on Instagram, on the filters, I have fucking two stone heavy when I see her off Tinder or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> what are you though? What, what are you? What's the point of you? You're just a mass of flesh, hair, sometimes a few fucking tats, barely a job. And you live in your mom's box room. Like there's, they're really not giving at all I don't know what their role is in society anymore I don't think they know they just don't want to do anything they want us to do everything we don't want to fuck up look maybe the first day I'll pay this kind of bollocks this podcast I'm basing around the idea of sex on the first date what does it mean are we doing it do we feel bad how do we maneuver through dating without shaming ourselves and feeling good and having dignity and not getting ourselves into difficult situations bad situations or you know, regretful, all the kind of shit that goes along with sex and, um, and all that. So yeah, I have been on a journey since I first started having sex when I was like, okay, so I had Rilo at 21. I think I was 19 or whereabouts when I lost my V. And as you know, like that brought a lot of shame on my family when I became pregnant and I had to kind of rectify that by getting married. And I have been trying ever since then to understand sex and myself and what feels good and the idea of pleasure because it was for my whole childhood. And I do believe in Irish culture, it is so shamed. It's not normalized. And it's it's something that I've always just, it sat uncomfortably with me and I'm trying to maneuver through dating, maneuver through dating as a single mother, as someone who's had multiple relationships, breakups with fathers and other partners. And I'm just trying to have fun and be free and enjoy my life and doing that in a way where I can stay true to myself and do what I want to do and just block out all the fucking hate and the negativity and the judgment and the shame that I don't feel applies to me. So yeah, I want to touch on like the topic the main topic is going to be sex on the first date and I'm going to give you some examples of situations that I found myself in recently so let's just get into it you may remember when I wore a sheer skirt to my colposcopy and it just kind of destroyed my fucking sanity and my life for a couple of weeks it was before Christmas Christmas is obviously a very difficult time for most people especially when you're dealing with co-parenting you're dealing with I think it's really as you get as you become an adult it's just difficult. I don't think that it's like, oh, my Christmas was personally complexity, complexities in families 
where are you going to go if you have a partner? You may want to go to your family. You don't want to go to their family. Who's cooking? Who's not doing barely anything? The money, the this, the that, the time spent together. Where you want to go, where you don't want to go. How many times you want to go out drinking? If you're not drinking, someone's sick. There's so much drama. And I went for my colposcopy. And prior, I don't think I've told you this yet, um, because I did see that people were like, oh, that fucking steady, I won't go for a colposcopy after getting dicked down. The poor nurses must have been, oh, that stink. It's like, okay, okay, honey, you need, you need a massage. Let me, just let me rub your shoulders. It's like, I mean, I don't know if you're not allowed to have sex before a colposcopy. No one told me, but I knew that I was going to be out of act for a while. Sorry, I just went over to my laptop and X'd out WhatsApp because it was coming through on there. I got, I got a text and I really want to listen to it. Okay, I won't listen to it yet. I'll wait until I'm talking about it. Anyway, I'll get into that. We'll, we'll touch base on that girl. Oh my God, the juice, the gossip. Okay, so yeah, I um, was going for my colposcopy. I knew that I wouldn't really want to have sex after that because like, I just I hate that shit. Like the fucking stuff going up the womb when I don't want to the nurses. I just can't stand it. And I was like, okay, I want to take a bit of a sabbatical post-colposcopy. May as well get one in there the night before. This guy was just back from Oz, as they all are. You go on the dating apps, everyone's just back from Oz last seven years. Just back from Oz there 15 years. Hey, hey, hey. <sighs> They're the most annoying motherfuckers. But this bloke from the country, <laughs> can't remember where to be honest, and uh, no, I do remember but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spill a shit too much, everyone, every motherfucker that I meet is always like, don't be talking about me on the podcast, like, I will, but I won't be talking about you specifically, like, no bitch is gonna find your address and be like, I heard you were doing this to Miranda Jade, how fucking dare you, you bastard, like, no, but like I always say, how you present yourself in my life is how you're gonna be presented on the pod, Sup my clip, basically, don't be coming for me, don't be going on dates with me when this is my livelihood, like, I'm Carrie Bradshaw, darling, I have a column to write, anyway, so this guy was from the country, just back from Oz, out of work, but had saved, you know, made a lot of money over in Oz and wasn't, no, didn't really know where he was coming or going, grand, whatever. He wanted to come up from the country, get a hotel, meet me, and girls, I can't believe I have to tell this story, like it's so fucking bad, anyway. Yeah, he came up, got a hotel, and I was like, perfect, the day before my colposcopy, I'll be in town, boots to the ground, close to where I need to go for my colposcopy. Because if you remember the last time I had to get my colposcopy, I was what, six minutes late, 11 minutes late? I can't particularly remember, but it was like, you know, I was, it was a really rainy day. I was driving in and I was ringing the rotunda like nonstop and it wasn't answering. I got there panting, drenched, Xanaxed up because <laughs> I have to take the Xanax for the colposcopy. And they were like, sorry, we're actually back to back, so we won't be able to see you today. We'll have to just pencil in for it. And I was like, oh, that's fine. That's totally fine. Thank you. So I was like, okay, if I can get a fucking hotel, two birds, one stone. I can be flirting, dating, getting dick down before my colposcopy and before I take this sex sabbatical and everything will be great. I can just out the door the next day from the hotel straight to the rotunda. I won't be late. I know how long it takes to get from A to B and I'll be grand. 
Because when you're doing the Google, the Google Maps on the phone, it always changes. It's so annoying. Obviously, that's because traffic. But like, I don't know. I was like looking at it throughout the day. And anyway, zooming in and it kept on changing and flipping at that time. And I was late and I was just like, I can't deal with that anxiety anymore. And I can't deal with missing another. And I just also don't want to be waiting around an hour because they were super early. It was like 8 a.m. that time. And this one was like 9 a.m. So I didn't want to be going in 7 a.m. sitting around where an unopened coffee shop. Like, fuck, fuck off. Just fuck off can my hpv just go away bye bye <laughs> um so i was like this is perfect go on a date have fun loose myself up before the colposcopy i didn't know i was gonna have sex that's my fucking choice shauna dropped me to this hotel met the guy went up to the room and he had like some prosecco he's dressed well he looked good Look, I'm going to say a little heavier than the photos. I am a little heavier than my photos. It does, It actually is pleasing for me if I am on a date and they're a little heavier. I'm like, yes, poppy, get out that top. Get out that top. Uh-huh. But, like, men are always complaining about it. Like, fucking male friends of mine are like, I fucking hate when, like, you know, everyone just, it's guaranteed that they're two stone heavy. It's like, okay, well, like... So am I. I'm using my best pics from a couple of years ago when I was thin, and that's just what you're getting. Because I was more comfortable getting pics then. I'm not bothered. What am I going to do? Hire a photographer for Tinder? Like, oh, shag off. Anyway, if you can handle a bit of weight, how am I going to be having a relationship with you? Because I gain a weight in a relationship because I'm eating and whatever. Just go fuck yourself. Um, yeah, so he was a little bigger, but hot pappy. Hot pappy, liked his clothes. He seemed very calm. He seemed like a nice bloke. We, you know, I liked that he had brought up wine. That was a nice touch and had a couple of glasses in the hotel and then we decided to go out for some cocktails. Um, I don't think I was nervous for this day particularly. I was a little late. I was late, but he was sat in the hotel room. There was no particular time from what I can remember that we said. Maybe there was. I don't know. I was fucking late. Shoot me. Okay, what? Don't text me back. Like, I don't give a damn. I, I don't know. I'm sometimes late. I'm late. I don't know. I'm not great at keeping time and I am really trying my best but like I also just there's a part of me that kind of feels like you should be a little bit late to a date is that terrible I feel it like it's kind of feminine to be walking in like oh sorry I was just you know putting lip gloss on my vag whatever you got to be doing like it's not a meeting it's a date I think leaving them 10-15 minutes is what have them salivating and if you're not gonna like me then you're probably not gonna like me because I am someone who is 10-15 minutes late sometimes sometimes a bit longer like I'm not going to leave you out in the rain um sort yourself out I also hate when a man's like waiting for me and it's like for fuck they'll just sit in the car ah oh, just go in order yourself a drink you fucking moany prick come on like I don't want this one woman man who can go and like I need someone who's able to sit down be on their phone I have shit to be doing if you can't entertain yourself if you're waiting like oh where is oh, oh. like I was on a date a while ago apparently it was a non-date but anyway on my bus like stopped moving and I was texting him being like here this fucking bus isn't moving sending him videos you like, come on the fuck come on the fuck I'm like what do you want me to do get out and sprint like just wait go into a pub get a coffee figure it the fuck out I'm not your everything I don't even barely know you anyway so um I think these were little things that he was kind of like mm, add that to the list add that to the list of this bitch that I don't like anyway Again, I don't give a fuck. If you don't like that, you don't like that. And oh, well, we won't work out and get married. I'm devastated. But yeah, so I arrived. We had the drinks. Then we went a couple doors down, got some drinks. And that mama got locked. Mama got locked. 
that's what I did. I got way too drunk. I do not recommend this on a date. I I learned a lesson from that. Now, I should have learned it many times ago, but I have now been very careful. Either I'm not drinking on dates or having like a couple, like three tops really, and like very slowly, preferably with food. Like that was a raw dog, no food. This was just liquid date. And I'd met him, you know, at a time when I usually would have food. This has happened a couple times. Actually, this is the second fucking time that I've gone on a date and it's like half seven, eight o'clock. And I just like, I, okay, I also have this like toxic trait where I just refuse to basically eat before a date. I'm like, I don't, I look fat on the date. If I eat, I'll look fat on the date. So I just want to look good on the date. So I just won't eat on the day of the date. And then I find myself getting completely shit-faced. Way more shit-faced than I would. Or if I had had a bit of grub, a bit of lining of the stomach so I could get those pints down handy and not be making a fool of myself. Anyway, I got drunk. And truth be told, I can't fully remember the date, the end of the date. I remember, I remember being in a bar with him and went up and got him a couple of drinks like we I got around and I sat down put his point down and it just fell all over him I'd say there was about three millimeters left of beverage in this pint I was like I'm so sorry I was just at that point and I mean I need to say no to wine no 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 tata no vino for mama like I'm okay if I'm again eating like a steak or some fish with wine but like if I'm just solidly having a few glasses it's just like hello crazy she's you're gonna meet her she comes out so yeah I was I switched to points I switched to points when we got to this bar but it was too late girlies I got shit-faced what can I say I got shit-faced yeah I remember not a lot of it. I remember up to that point really of spilling the pint and then like chatting away. We were in a little kind of cubby of some pub. It was just two doors down the road from the hotel. So we toddled back into the hotel and then the next morning happened. The next morning, um, I woke up still pretty lit. Like, I don't know what was fucking wrong with me. It could have been like, I hadn't been on a date in so long because I was with someone for a year. And, um, and yeah, I, I just probably was a bit like, I don't know. I just lost my mind, you know, happens to the best of us. Um, I don't really, I, yeah, it just, I just lost my mind. Look, it happens. I've been on dates with guys and they get shit-faced and I'm like, look, I'm just gonna head over you. Like you get in that taxi, I'll take, like whatever. There's, anyway, we'll get into it. So the next morning I woke up and, uh, so the next morning I woke up and I was like bleary eyed. I was like, oh shit, I have to get to my appointment. I had to take my Xanax. I took that before we left, but I was definitely still a bit drunk or maybe even a lot drunk because if you saw my stories, Mama went a bit grady. But again, I'm so nervous for these colposcopies. I'd say I did drink more and it was just a bad mix of going on a date, having drinks before a colposcopy and meeting someone new and then like not eating and also being scared for this procedure. And also anxious that I was going to miss it or anxious that they were going to be like, actually, you got the day wrong. I just wanted to get it over with because I'd waited so long, like maybe three months to just get it done and it was just on my mind and I just felt 
like there's something inside my body that's happening that I can't stop and that I don't know much about. I was just getting a little freaked out and I wanted to get it done. So that added to the kind of drunkenness, bad decision making, etc. Um, we woke up the next morning. We had sex. I remember he would not take off his t-shirt or boxers. And I was asking him to, I was like, take off your dad, like, oh, I want to touch your skin or whatever. And he was just like, not okay, you don't have to take it off. But it was just something to note. Now, look, there's always something weird. And I'm sure I give weird things out in the bedroom as well. But like, that's just a note. Like, I can remember, but like, I definitely moving forward. And what I would advise is do not drink that much at all. Like, protect yourself and your body. That's something I regret. It's something I don't want to do. It's something that didn't make me feel good. Still doesn't make me feel good. And is a little bit upsetting but I do take ownership of it it's just it's just a bit like leaves a bad taste in my mouth anyway I get ready I pop out for my appointment which is really near this hotel and out I go and and I'm like peeing in this cup I'm recording it because I was like this is so fun it's the most fun way for me to have a colposcopy like I am single now I've just gotten out of a really mentally and emotionally exhausting relationship that still I feel genuinely so drained from and so hardened from like my heart is definitely hardened from that relationship getting close to someone emotionally like that and just having to break up with them 500 times was torturous and the emotional manipulation and just that on the back of so many fucking similar-ish relationships all in different forms has just really knocked me for six I'm so tired of emotionally connecting to people who then just choose to abuse you in whatever way it's like I'm just fucking pissed off with it at this stage annoyed and calling it out and I'm going to continue calling it out I don't give a fuck if people like hey here was the common denominator here it's her okay blame me all you like blame women all you like I don't care I know that that wasn't cool and I just know that like I don't Anyway, what I was like on this date apparently wasn't cool. We'll hear about that. So yeah, I was in the hospital and I was just like, this is so hilarious because I was still pretty drunk from the night before, had to take my Xanax to get the, um, to get the procedure done. I don't know. That's probably not a great mix. Oh, well, I'm still alive. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Like I hate the kind of sterile way that people talk about like procedures and even like it comes up on my TikTok like HPV and it's these like people and there's this like a black woman and a white woman leaving college and it's like I didn't know and it's all very like Irish and girly and like let's just talk about female reproductive and what we need to it's just gross I wanted to make colposcopy sexy because they feel so unsexy it's really awkward to tell it's like it's a female issue men fucking have it they're not affected by it they're just passing it on and they're like oh my god am I going to have it too it's like you fucking do have it bro you probably gave it to me and I'm the one who has the effect so simmer down bitch and like I'm having to get this thing up my vagina and I'm like by the way guys you've been raping me fucking for years and now this is what I have to endure and it's triggering and it's just like annoying as hell and I hate the kind of um shame that comes about it I hate that it's like known as this like sexy like you know sex sexually promiscuous thing or whatever and it probably is but also like sorry I'm not having sex with Rilo's dad for the rest of my life he was a dickhead okay he pushed me out of a fucking car when I was pregnant like let's just move on 
What do you want me to do, people? What do you want me to do, Jesus? Jesus is cool with me, okay? He tells me. So yeah, I was there and I was just like, this is funny. I'm like looking good. I'm feeling fun. I just had a date. Like this dude paid for a hotel. I wasn't into the guy either. Like he was nice, whatever. But like, again, I think my heart is so hardened. Even a couple of years ago or a year ago where I would get really emotionally attached. I think I was more vulnerable and I would just get emotionally attached really easily I was more anxiously attached I wanted a partner I needed that comfort or at least I thought I did and when I got it I was like actually this is really uncomfortable for me they are just wrecking my balls all the time like I don't like this I don't like that like oh my god I like what I'm doing that's why I do it let me fucking do it if you don't like it piss off anyway so I was like this is gas no one else would go for a call pass could be like this and I was like probably acting like a melt in the place because I got in and I was like holding up my pee cup and like making Instagram stories and then like a girl was knocking on the door being like are you ready yet and I was like sorry <laughs> and I was just like lolling away to TikToks in the um waiting room and then I went in and got my call post could be done and the nurses fucking hated me now probably because I was like hey in a sheer skirt they were like not like me and then I could see my vagina on the big screen next to me and I was like can I take a picture of that and they were like no like okay Mary I can't take a photo of my own vagina because I just thought like the funniest idea I was going to make an OnlyFans and put that picture up and get some coin like I'm a single mom just trying to get a job and be like full vagina pictures on OnlyFans guys get up 20% off oh my god I'm the 1% of OnlyFans then like my mom be like what are you doing and I'd show her the picture and I was like that would be fucking genius they wouldn't let me take a picture of my own vag hopefully well actually no (laughs) I was going to say, hopefully I'll have another. I think I have to have another in six months. And if I can, maybe there's a nicer nurse. Like, let me, let me take a snap, darling. You know, I won't say, that, I won't give away who, what nurse told me. But anyway, because it was like a picture. My vag was on the fucking big screen. I was like, oh my God, mommy, I made it. My vagina is in lights. And um, yes, she was like, no. And then I was recording myself when I put on my pad. That obviously caused a little bit of eruption or whatever. Um, because I didn't know that they were going to be putting dye up my vag. Again, I didn't, I didn't compute that from reading the letter. I I thought it was the same thing because the other thing I had got prior was also a colposcopy. And this was also called colposcopy. I don't know. It took me ages to even be able to say colposcopy. And then they just kept on being like, you need another colposcopy. You need another colposcopy. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then this colposcopy included dye. Like, bitch, dye my greys, not my inner vag. But anyway, so they were giving me this pad and I was leaking out in the pad and I was walking down Talbot Street and I was like, this is just hilarious. And I was trying to find like joggers. You all saw the stories. If you didn't and you're not on Instagram, you're missing out on <laughs> It's wild, it's wild out there. Jimmy screenshot the things to my ma, sent it to my ma. She's calling me up. When I'm on a second date with the same dude. So after I got out of the colposcopy place, your man is ringing me and he's like, do you want to get lunch? I'm like, oh. Hey guys, future me. I'm just editing and um, yeah, maybe I called him just to say I didn't go over the logs or anything. I said like he called me. I may have, I may have called him. Who knows? I don't, I can't remember that specific part. Moving on. Oh, I must have made a great impression on this date. I was like thinking, shit, I can't really remember the fucking night that well. And then he's like, do you want to go for lunch? So I'm like, cool. Okay. Went for lunch and Upon reflection, I could have suggested the lunch initially. I'm not, who cares? That's really a very minor part of the story. But to clarify, it could have been me that suggested the lunch. While I was at lunch, I um, 
I get a phone call from my mom, and I just I have to answer my mom because like if she's minding the kids, because she's minding the kids, I want to just like I'm a, I'm an anxious person. I always think it's the worst thing ever. I'm like hello. She's like, oh my God, Jimmy's just sent me. What are you putting up on Instagram? What are you putting up? I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like a month or two ago, it was a big email to my ma. And now it's the fucking call possibly because I asked for, because I asked for a bit of help around Christmas time. Like, fuck off, man. Like, I don't, we, we check in your fucking thirst drops on Instagram. So I was like, what? Like, what is going on? I checked my phone. No, no communication from him. So we went directly to my ma. I was like, this has to stop I was like oh but like I get those calls a couple times a year like I'm trying always to create boundaries with my job and my family unless you want to pay me you can't like I mean this is my job it's a made-up job it's a job that I don't really you know I'm just going with it it's a job that I created but it's still my job and it's my livelihood and it's how I am able to provide for my kids and I'm able to also bring my kids to school collect them do everything maintain the house like I need to do this. Cut the fuck up. Like, it's been going years now that I've had calls like this. Years. The guts of 10. And it happens, I'd say, four times a year. That's too much for me because as soon as I get a call like that and I answer and she doesn't know where I am, she's not like, here, can you talk? She's like, oh my God, take it down now. I'm like, no, I'm not taking it down. I used to do that years ago. I'd be like, fine, I'll take it down. It's been constant. And I'm just, this is the year that I've set boundaries. I started at the end of 2023. I set boundaries. You're not coming for me. You are not coming for me. You are not telling me what to do. If you want to change the way that you are on the pocket, like, come on, fight for yourself. I've, this space is open. Even before I outed my goddamn rapist, I was like, you can come on. We can sit down and talk about it. Even the other day, some fucking randomer that I blocked about four years ago, obviously forgot to block him on my, um, on iMessage, like I did on WhatsApp and Instagram or whatever. And he was like, are you still mad at me? This fucking guy I got with like four years ago and he turned out to be, surprise surprise a freak broke up with him and he was again hounding me for months and months and months being like Ugh. so much so that a couple like six months maybe later I got a message from a girl being like hey this is random you don't happen to have been dated so and so because he mentioned you and I'm trying to break up with him and he's low-key stalking me I was like yeah same same shit with me um so yeah he messaged me the other day and was like do you are you still do you still hate me and I was like Mm, how about you come on the podcast and we can hash it out, sir? And he was like, oh, no, I wouldn't be able for that. Okay, yeah, I do. You have the freedom to come on here. Fight with me. But no, you want to simmer down and try and control me from behind the scenes so I don't get to be fruitful. Anyway, I'm just not having it anymore. Be yourselves, girls. Be your full selves. Be your authentic selves. And don't let anyone fucking try. Even if they're like, they can get it. Like, I've had men get in my head so intensely and be like, this is so wrong. This is a cry for help. This is what you're doing. And I know what they're trying to do. What they've been always trying to do. Shut us the fuck up. You can. I'm a little lippy. I'm a lot of lippy. I'm a lot of lippy. <laughs> um, so yeah, like that's the thing. Like you can come on. You can be like calling me out on my part. I'll fucking put that up. I don't give a shit. Because um, I'm going to be rinsing myself from this date anyway. So I ended up... Um, yeah, going for lunch and then that happened and I was just, it kind of knocked me. I was like, oh, fucking hell, this is going to be a big thing now. And I was just not in the mood and I was seething. I was like, how dare he go to my mom? I was just seething and I was like, hi, sorry about that. Like, I mean, <laughs> it was just kind of messy day, but like fucking, I'm a human going on a date. Sometimes shit gets weird. I just happened to, sorry, there was some weird beeping from downstairs. Um, Yeah, dates, 
you know, you want to present your best self. Sometimes you don't. And maybe I missed out on a good man. Oh, no. Maybe I missed out on the one girl I let myself down. I could never do anything right. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we um, parted ways. I, like, went home to the war zone. And, again, I just was like, I'm not having this. To my parents, I'm like, I need the freedom to build my career how I see fit. I've built it. The only way it's gotten to where it is is because I've pushed through the obstructions that people have tried to create around it. Whether it's friends, exes, family. No. I'm, this is for others. This is for, like, my listeners. This is for the women, the women of the world. Like, this is... This is not for your comfort. Like, it doesn't make me feel particularly comfortable, but, like, I just know in my bones, especially after being in so many relationships where they just wanted to silence me and would cry if I was talking about an ex and all this kind of stuff and, like, getting angry. Like, I was just like, wow, I don't... I never understood until, like, the last kind of... I don't know, a year or so, like, until the last kind of six months really breaking up with that last boyfriend where I was finding the same thing where people are trying to obstruct me from using my voice how I see fit. Like, I'm like, wow, I don't really... I didn't really realize how I need to do this. Like, I can't not do this. I have to do it. I don't give a fuck what you think. I don't give a fuck if you're, like, going to use the kids. I got to put the kids. I put your future career. I put your future fella. I need to do this. And I know what I'm doing is right. And everything else, white noise. That's what I've built up around me because I used to let things penetrate me. And it's the same with this, like, sex on the first date. Like, I want to understand what I think what I, what sits comfortably with me. Again, getting too drunk and having sex with that guy, you know, do I regret it? Like, not hugely. It's not like I'm like, oh, another notch in my bedpost. What am I going to do? I'm just a slut. No one will want me now. Okay, don't want me. Like, I don't count the motherfuckers that I've been with. I don't care. You could throw a number. I wouldn't know. I'm not good at math. I got NG and fucking foundation. Like, leave me alone. Also, you can lie. You know, it doesn't matter. If you are checked, good to go, you can be like, um, say it's like, let me think, four? Like, it's not your business. I don't feel like you need to give anyone your, like, sexual history for them to feel comfortable around you. Like, it's just not your business. And it's also, like, I actually don't even think you should lie, but just for sometimes, just for comfort. Like, I was crying in the ramen bar one time because I was like, I don't know how many people I've slept with. And they were like, are you fucking serious? Like, oh, bawling in the ramen bar. Mortifying. Couldn't finish my ramen. Tears in the ramen. <laughs> I saw a guy on Hinge the other week saying, I am a believer that ramen is just pot noodle that went to Trinity. <laughs> that tickled me, girls. I will I will say that tickled me. So yeah, I ended up staying somewhere for a couple of days just to get away from the kind of stress of my family. And I just needed to think... How can I move past this kind of shit once and for all? Because I need to have the freedom. It takes so much of my energy and kind of pulls my confidence down when I'm having to constantly fight for, my, fight for my right to present myself how I wish on my Instagram or on my podcast. I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying no. I'm not going to do what you want me to do. I'm doing what I want to do. You're not coming in between me and me getting my bread. This is my bread. This is the bread and butter for the babies. Leave me alone. You're not providing. I am. So don't tell me how I'm doing so with my lack of time without the kids. Don't be telling me it's unfit. You do you. I figured out how to do me and I just think it's the most amazing thing in the world. 
I could give two fucks, genuinely. It's actually the most empowering thing for me, and I hope it is for you as well. In Even if you don't like start a podcast where you're like, so I shagged this person, and then I fucking had a fight with this person, and then blah, blah, blah. Being yourself and like just sticking up your finger to people who are trying to pull you down, shame you, whether it's, you know, your boyfriend, your parents, your friends, like there is just a way, to, you're still a whole person, you're still a good person just because you went out and shagged some guy that you meant hinge. And went for a colposcopy and had a few drinks and apparently did a load of other things, which I will get to, which is very embarrassing. Yeah, I I just had a difficult kind of time. Your man was texting me the odd time, like just pictures, pictures of his dick and kind of very sexually explicit messages. Like they were always just like, what are you doing? What are you wearing? Ooh, you're out of the shower. Let me see. Let me see that pretty face. Ooh, I want to see you bent over. Take a picture of you bent. This kind of crap. Oh, are you a naughty girl? I want to slap my dick hard across your face. I want to fuck you really hard. It's like, maybe try taking your top off first, bro. Like, if you're going to be coming at me with this, like, I want to fuck you really hard. I want to choke you. It's like, mm-hmm. And I want you to remove that cost t-shirt. <laughs> we both have our wants, but um. Yeah, so it was kind of beginning to irritate me because it had gone to the point of two months where this dude was just relentless. It was just like, hold on, I, I, I appreciate the hotel and the drinks and the lunch the next day and the communication. I appreciate all of it. But um, you're just making me feel like, yes, I put out in the first day. It doesn't mean I'm just this sexual entity that I have to satisfy at your beck and call. And don't be demanding fucking pictures. At one point I was like, listen, you don't get to demand pictures from me. I don't know if you're, you're on Instagram. This is an OnlyFans. If you want to pay me for a few pictures, by all means, you have my number. Just send me it on Revolut and I'll send you a certain picture. Like if we want to get there, we can get there, to be honest, because I'm, I'm sending that shit for free. You know, like I want to make some coin. However, I'm going to make some coin this way. I've sent it for free. I don't give a fuck at this stage. He didn't send the money. Okay. He was like, oh, I have no problem sending money. I was like, cool. Never sent money, continued to sexually just talk to me. At one point he messaged me before he got on a flight and he was like, hey, just about to get on a flight. Entertain me, horny emoji. I'm like, sorry, you're going to be sat beside someone on a flight wanking, getting my nudes out on Instagram? Like what? 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 You're going to be going into the toilet? Some mum's going to be like, excuse me, sir, I have a child here that needs to go to the toilet. And you're going to be just wanking off into the fucking airplane toilet? Everyone's like that big flush. Sucking all your cum's gonna be raining down on me. Like, no. No, I just, I was like, this is actually really irritating. And I said it to him a couple of times, kept on happening. And also, he wasn't asking for another date. And when he did, when I brought that up, he was like, oh, well, you come fucking and see me then. Because he was from the country. I was like, you live with your mum. What we're having this crazy, you're slapping your dick across my face kind of sex in your masgaff. Yeah, I'm, pa- I'm a pass on that. <laughs> Thanks for the offer. I didn't tell this story either. Whoo, I've been a busy girly girl. Boots to the ground. You know I'm going to get you that content. Um, So I've had this guy messaging me for a good few years. Actually, to be specific, if you don't remember when I was doing a show with It Gals and Cork and the Echo Boy drama, there's a guy who sells newspapers and says like, Echo, 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 over and over in Cork. And we were in like the green room which is not usually green, girls. <laughs> a little bit of an insider. It's just a... Why is it green? It's not green. It's just like a... It's just the back... It's just like where you put your bags and stuff. It's like upstairs behind the stage. Um, we were in there and we were trying to kind of get our heads together for the show. Adam O'Reilly was there and he's from Cork and we were like... The windows were open and I could just hear that echo thing. I was like, what the fuck is that? 
And it was going on and on, like nonstop. And then when we left, I recorded myself doing Instagram stories down the street and I could again hear like, echo, echo. We were heading for the train. Okay, so the headline reads in the cork bio, Deck the Bastard. It Gal's podcaster apologizes for harsh words directed at Cork's Echo Boy. They have a screen recording of what I said. A Dublin social media influencer and podcaster has apologized for her harsh words directed at Cork's last remaining Echo Boy, Lindsay Hamilton, better known as Mermaid of Jade, on Instagram and one half of the It Gal's podcast duo was walking down Oliver Plunkett Street while filming herself for the 40,000, God, they've gone down over there, followers on Instagram when she made the off-cuff remarks about David Hogan, who was working away. He does that all day, every day. Hamilton can be heard commenting about David, who was anchored six days a week outside the GPO where he can be heard chanting holy bio echo at this time of year that is so annoying i can't believe you quirk folk have to deal with that she said while briefly filming david at his post you couldn't see the man again google it i want to deck the bastard social media again the the like What's it called with the little stars? Like, they obviously can't write bastard. Social media users on Lee's side were quick to call out the offence, saying the comments were disgraceful, disgusting, and horrible. One person tagged the Gargee in comments on Twitter. Woo! So that was that. Um, Yeah, I got a load of hate for that. I remember, like, because we were walking to the train to go home, and um, what happened? Yeah, I'd said that. And by the time we got on the train, immediately I got a call, and I was getting all the... I was like, what? The fuck? People are really mad. They were like, you're not welcome in Cork anymore, you fucking Dublin city cunt, you fucking fuck off, you Dublin city, you city girl, you city slick on coming down. And I'm like, hold on, what the fuck? Whoa. I was trying to help you Cork people out with the, the echo. Like, if anyone was like, oh, fuck those seagulls around Lindsay's gaff, I'd love to boot them up the hole. I wouldn't be like, hey, look, don't be coming around my beach. Those seagulls are brilliant. Um, Even the sea swimmers, you can deck them. All oh, those sea swimmers are fucking knobs. Excuse me. They bring a lot of revenue into my town. How fucking dare you say that? That's a disgrace. Don't be coming around my town if you can't handle a dry rope. Put them up. Put them up on deck you myself. That's a digression, but it does make sense because... Mean hands. I don't know why I said that really annoyingly. The slave, they like to be called that, okay? Hands up. It's not, I don't, I'd prefer they had another name, but that's how he likes, likes to be called. I call them a little bitch when they're in my presence, but this guy... Um, had an Instagram account and it was like a little sock as the profile picture and um, he was constantly messaging me asking me if he could serve me he wanted to come over clean my house he wanted to be a human footstool he wanted to clean my bathroom he wanted me to sell my socks and I was just kind of ignoring it or sometimes I write back and be like yeah I'm totally down for that and then I'm like oh I just I don't know if I'm comfortable with this and not even that I'm like oh my god can I do that I, I kind of feel like if you are into degradation like that in sex is that the word degradation like if you're into being degraded I know women can be into being called like a dirty slut a bitch getting choked and slapped and hurt and I I, it's similar in this sense where like a submissive man who is into being degraded and you know he said himself he's into he's into being treated badly by someone who he he perceived to be superior. I think it could potentially come from a lot of the time with women. It can come from abuse, sexual abuse, where you want to be, where if you have been abused sexually, you can then associate your sexuality or your kind of pleasure to that pain. It's like, I don't know, it's a, it's a bit of a, 
mind fuck, I guess, in your brain, something to maybe help alleviate pain that past stuff could have caused you. I feel like with men, maybe if they are a more effeminate person or if they are even a masculine looking person and they are not that in their personality, that maybe they, or if they were bullied when they were younger or sexually abused that they just might like that it might have been like so I I absolutely believe in kink shaming 100% kink shame the fuck out of people because this is I don't think it's normal to want to be abused in a sexual space this is why it's connected sorry to the cork bio he had seen me clap back on Instagram being like what the fuck like this bro this kid is like a worker this these kids have been like it's a historical thing in cork that the cork bio were like kids who were working selling the papers like you're you're standing you're shout. You're coming up against me saying that that's annoying when the kind of historical reference of this guy is that these were children working. Like you're into child labor. I don't know. I still don't be into that. I'm not into that. I guess that it's a part of Cork history, but like I just it's annoying. And and then the little kids working, and everyone's like he's disabled. He's just he had a club full. Okay, like come on. Um. Anyway, I was clapping back against these people and your man. The, the submissive guy had followed me because he thought that I was quite a dominant person. I've heard this from him. Because I was like, how did you find me? I thought he was like maybe an old slave from back in the day because they do tend to kind of cling on. And um, I was like, are you one of those old fuckers that I was seeing? And I was, you know, <laughs> high five. How are you getting on, carpet slave? That was one of them, one of my faves um, from back in the day. So yeah, after a while, I did succumb and I sold my socks to him in a cafe when I was working in Trap Pop still. I decided, look, two birds, one stone. I'll be working for a full day, but before work, I could make the wage by selling some socks. Let's just see if this works. Let's just see if this is going to happen. Again, with these kind of things back in the day, a lot of the time they chicken out, you chicken out. So it's hard to like rely on it or whatever. It worked out that day. We met in a cafe near Tower Street. I sold my socks and then I went into work and I was just like on such a high because like that's, it, it was just funny. It was just hilarious. It was such like, it's funny because you're role playing. So the fella's coming in and I'm like, hello, bitch. And I'm really good at it because I have such a seething anger towards men. And I'm like, if this person gets some form of happiness, I don't know if that's a word, but if they're wanting it, at least I can get the fucking anger out in a bloke who seemingly wants it. And yeah, I am quite a dominating person and I do stand my ground. So I'm suited to the role. And it was just so funny because I wore like a leather jacket and I was like, my flicks were on and I was in my dominant mood and I was like, sit down, bitch. Now piss off, like this kind of stuff. And it was just fun. It was funny. And I got fucking money. And then I toddled off to work and I was howling, filing the nails all day. I mean, like, you never guess what I did today before work. Don't talk. And then the girls next to me would be like, what? Oh my God. And then a girl down the salon would be like, I did that for years, paid for my wedding. And it's like, gas. So it was just a kind of, it's just fucking funny. And I don't, I don't get scared of that shit. Maybe I should, but look, I got raped by my best friend in 10 years. I wasn't scared of that bloke. <laughs> if this guy wants me to be submissive to him, yeah, okay. And absolutely, I'd never, I, as a woman, I do not think you should be going out with it. I, again, kink shame, I don't think you should be going to these kind of role plays as a submissive woman. I would only ever do it as a dominant woman and protect yourselves again I met up with this guy in a public place the first time and I was like okay he is someone I could take honestly um that was really something that I was thinking because there's been so many situations where I've been in arguments with ex-boyfriends or partners and they're just so much taller than me like my last fella was six five the one before that was six two um and just 
they go to the gym. I'm just like, you're getting angry at me. If it just takes one punch, I'm dead. It happens in this country a lot. So I was looking at this bloke and I was like, okay, I can definitely take him. Um, so I felt a bit more comfortable. Again, it took about six months. Well, there was a little <laughs> spanner in the works because I did have a boyfriend at the time and he went through my phone. He found out. He got real mad, pissed off, trying to make some cash. Like, you do you. I don't know. Like, my ex was a nurse and he was putting urethas in people's vaginas every day. And I didn't give a fuck. He was working with all females. As soon as mama wants to make some money and sells a pair of socks. And I had told him I'd done it in the past. And I had told him I was thinking about it because this guy was mailing me. I just didn't. I knew he'd fucking blow up if I said it. I couldn't be bothered. I needed the money. Leave me alone. It was a long distance relationship. Like just genuinely, respectfully, leave me the fuck alone. That relationship broke down. I was like, damn, I (laughs) I can do this in peace now. Your man was always messaging me. He'd be commenting on my lives. He writes back to my stories. He's, the man's in love with me because I'm a dominant bitch and he wants that. And so he asked if he could come over to my gaff and clean the gaff and bring me a hundred quid. I was like, fuck it. Everyone knows where I live. Before this whole, like, this is what you get. Oh, people know where you live. Yeah, everyone knows where I live. Uh, seriously, everyone knows where I live. Again, I'll get to another bloke after this story. A guy who I, I'll get into it, but he Googled me. Lindsay, Port Marnock, found out where I live. What can you do? It's on tattle. It's on tattle where I live. I have my doors locked 24-7. I just don't live in a scarcity mindset. It's not me. I don't. I don't give a fuck anymore. I, I maybe used to. I don't know if I did. I can't really remember her. Um, when I'm with boyfriends, I definitely feel a bit more scared because it's their judgment that I'm kind of coming up against. Um, but yeah, me, myself and I, as I am right now, I'm, I'm just I'm in heaven guys I'm so happy like I'm so much happier I'm happy and delighted every day for this freedom that I have to be myself and not have some pain in the arse texting me like what the fuck did you just put up on Instagram tiring tired I am tired so called poscopy man is annoying the hell out of me on Instagram with these constant sexual remarks and I hate and I hate and this is something that I think is important in terms of figuring out which again I in hindsight know this or maybe I don't know but I think it's important to kind of pick up on these little these little elements of texting someone I don't I can't remember if prior to the meetup we sexted I would I would actually I would actually recommend if you are planning on hooking up with someone after one night that you that you sexed them before um where you're detailing what you want to do to each other I would I would like to, I, now from learning about this only recently, this is fresh, hot off the press, guys. If you are, I mean, I'm, I'm totally for, and I, I just don't believe, I mean, I just don't believe in being, a, I'm just not a prude. There's some prudes out there and this may not be how you want to fucking do your dating life. I think it's perfectly normal to send sexy pics before you meet up with someone. It's the new way of foreplay. It's how we do it. Foreplay doesn't exist in the bedroom anymore. Maybe it does in your world, but in my world with many different men, I haven't had that shit really in in a long time. It's kind of like they get hard and they, you know, it could be 10 minutes and then it's in there and 10 minutes later, it's fucking finished. You give it a break and you go again or whatever. But like foreplay isn't really a thing. And I want to bring that back for 2024 this is my erotic era I want to be a seductress I want to figure out how to tantalize and there's new ways of doing it I'm so also not someone who rejects new things like oh I don't like this social media I don't like the dick pics like it's our way of of foreplay 
I enjoy it because it's kind of like a way, like I feel really sexy when I'm doing it. Like obviously I had the episode out recently about how to take sexy pics. Like it's fun to do that. I, I get turned on myself. I, I've appreciated my body more. Um, I've fallen in love with my boobs, even though they are like so much bigger. And I was only looking back at pictures the other day. I can't remember why, because I'm not one of those like, Boo, I'm so much skinnier five years ago. Um, I was like, whoa, my boobs have bloomed like fair play to them. And um, yeah, I've just like, I find it really creative and fun and I like doing it. It just turns me on. And I like hearing what a guy wants to do with me because I, like I said, I can't remember if Cole Poscoby guy and I had sexted prior to the date, but after I found his way of sexting really aggressive, he wasn't asking me what I wanted. He was saying that he wanted to slap his dick across my face. I'm like, like, okay. And then I find as a woman, I just slip into this submissive. There's again, it's a bad trait that I have, but I'm admitting it. So at least I'm aware of it, but yeah, I find myself being naturally submissive to men. I think it has, I think it's due to my upbringing with the church. It's been definitely something that I've dealt with in my relationships where I just fall into being controlled and being very submissive and a, a, a man pleaser in the bedroom where I, I push my pleasure aside for them because I, I want to please them. I want to just be giving them what they want and I sometimes don't take into consideration or haven't in the past my my pleasure I think as women we do put our pleasure secondary like think about it how many times have you had sex with a guy and you don't come and they do and you just like I mean I never bring it up as an issue and I want to now I want to be like do I I don't know because sometimes I don't know do I want I might just finger myself in the bed next to a guy if he's come I'll get my boots to the ground again, girls, and I will do that. And I'll get back to you um, after a lot more research. So, yeah, I, I just I find myself in that space where if I'm sexting someone and they are kind of saying stuff, I I don't really I want I don't want to break that sexual energy. Again, this is not what I recommend. This is something a bad thing. Like, I don't think this is a good thing that I do. Like, I don't want to break the like sexually charged energy with me cutting through with consent. I feel like. I don't really know if like let's talk about it in the WhatsApp group girls and by the way as always if you want to be in the little lippy WhatsApp group make sure that you message me on Instagram if you don't have Instagram message me on Patreon and I will get you I'll send you the link for the WhatsApp group it is so fun I love the girls so much and I am planning a little lippy meetup please just be patient and wait because I want to do it properly so there's a good amount of people there and so we can have a really fun accessible night for everyone and just it to be a really positive experience and and start really building the IRL community and making friends in real life it's already such a blessing to just have the whatsapp group as it is there's so much help in there there's so much advice people are being so open I absolutely love it and I'm really proud of it and I just oh my god I'm damning weight tears I like to thank my mom and like to thank my dad it's amazing um anyway back to the smut so in hindsight that's something that I've recently learned to figure out how to cut through any sexual conversation where you want to bring up consent. I'm also planning on bringing back Mia Doring on the podcast, which she's already agreed. And I'd love to kind of have her on search in Patreon. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's amazing. So she's highly intelligent. I constantly just regurgitate stuff that she said to me, such as like on that podcast, such as like we deserve as women, as people to be, to be desired and to be treated with care and to be you know, in sex, having pleasure. Like the point of sex is pleasure. Like, you know, when you hear, oh, I, don't, I don't mix business with pleasure. Pleasure is the idea um, for sex. And like, I, you know, I would want my friends, my 
everyone I know to be treated with care when, you know, you're being so intimate with someone. And I, yeah, I just want to figure out, we can talk about that in the little Libby WhatsApp group, like how do you maneuver kind of caught it like saying no when you're sexting back and forth and men are being quite aggressive I I just don't think for me I want to meet up with someone who is presenting their sexual desires in that way it's fucked me up it's gotten me into bad situations often and I've just seen it's, it's again like we always hear like the red flags the red flags but for me that is something that I am not going to be that I'm not going to be doing anymore. So I do think it is beneficial to, prior to meeting up with someone, have, you know, use your foreplay via texting, via video calling, whatever way you're comfortable with, um, and try and figure out their desires. And they will tell you, you know, that old saying, like, when a man tells you who he is, listen, like, that is what he, like, we, you know, we can be like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe that this happened. But like, a lot of the time, they're not even hiding themselves. They are out in broad daylight. And these are things that, again, because it's so commonly spoken about on Instagram, like choke me daddy, like Julia Fox wearing that like choking dress a couple of years ago, or like, oh, I like my hair pulled, or girls wearing kind of like dominatrixy shit. It's very much normalized now. So I have noticed that within texting or sex within sexting someone that I'm you know that I'm ignoring potential that I'm ignoring. I don't want a man to tell me that he's slapping his dick across my face or that he wants to take me from behind and pound me all night. Like, I don't want this aggression. And if it's that aggressive in sexting, why do you think it's going to be like in person? And I also, now I don't believe that you agree via, con- like, I don't think that you can agree. I don't think you can give consent via texting because sometimes like sexting and IRL are two different things. Like I can be saying something in sexting and being like, oh, I want to do this it doesn't that's not a consent form I'm not saying yes I am absolutely going to lick your gooch and then you're going to pet you whatever it is that's a fantasy but however I believe that's fantasy it doesn't mean you know you haven't promised to anything and don't let any motherfucker think you have because you haven't you can revoke consent when you're in the room with this person at any given moment you know you can say no I don't want to do this I'm not comfortable um however but I'll However, it is, I think, a dangerous territory to be meeting up with someone who is really saying what they want from you, what they want to do with your body, and them not asking you. If it's something beyond the realms of kind of normal, pleasurable sex. And again, abnormal sex and painful sex has been so normalized in media. Like, for God's sake, look at, yeah, and Bianca Sensory. Look at all the Kardashians. Look at Julia Fox. Look at, you know, how people are dressing and presenting themselves and talking about sex in songs. Like, I want your dick down my throat. Tickle the fucking whatever that song with Cardi B and Megan Stallion. It's constantly highly sexualized. We are still presenting ourselves as, you know, for the, t- for the taking of men, um, to be desired by men, to be, you know, strong, like a strong woman in media, I think, and music and stuff, a strong woman, a sexy bitch is someone who will, yes, she's like seemingly domineering when she's performing on stage, Megan Thee Stallion, for example, or Doja Cat, but a lot of the time they're like, I want to suck you dry. It's like very submissive, kind of like overtly sexual and borderline painful shit. And then, and then, and that's just, it's just totally normalized. Listen to any fucking rap song from a female. I just don't think it's empowering at all. Look, look, I love the beat and I love like hearing women rap. It's so fun. But when you listen to 
the lyrics it's completely through the male gaze and serving for the man like when would I say I'm going to slap my clit across your face do you know the way like I just want to sit on you and smother you like I want (laughs) to I don't know it's just it's very different I think the way that men talk sexually to us than we do to them and I would just see those as as potential rapists really if they are talking like that if they are talking like that and I, I don't use that word lightly but I just think you know rape is so common it's way more common than we'd ever wish to imagine. And we just have to start using that word for what it is. Like, I'm not sexting a man saying, oh, I'd love to get my dildo and ram it up your arse and just go for it, go. Just go for it, go for it, go for it. And then, like, you make you suck it off. I'm going to make you suck every drop of your own asshole and then just push it in your fucking eye. Like, no. What are you doing saying that you want to be hitting me and slapping me and pounding me? Like, what? pound town ticket pound town like we're constantly hearing this and I'm just like no I want to be caressed I want to be loved I want to be gently stalked I want to be I want someone to make love to me I want someone to love my body and take care of me and appreciate me and want to give me pleasure like whether you want to call it sex or lovemaking or whatever we even even if it's with someone that you have just met like I want to be in I want to be experiencing pleasure like I, I'm not masturbating. Like, and question. This is uh, this is a question I want to bring to you girls. Like, if you are someone who, you know, says to yourself, "I like being slapped. I like being hit. I like being this." If you're masturbating, are you doing that? Are you slapping yourself across the face? Are you like ramming your dildo? Like, are you doing that? I don't know. I don't know anyone who does that. There's girls I know who are like, "Oh, I love to be slapped. I love to be this. I love to be hit. I love to be pounded. I love to be hurt. Oh my god, I had the best night ever. My nipples are bleeding." So then, how come when you masturbate, you're just lightly using the wand outside your clit? if you love that so much. We're talking about pleasure and what you love. And I'm the same. I've been there too. What I'm saying that I love, what I'm kind of gaslighting myself into thinking that I love is, is in fact just wanting to please a man. So I'm putting aside my own pleasure, my own, my own pleasure, my own chance of orgasm for this man to be satisfied by my body so I can feel like I did my job. Carl Poscobu guy was annoying the hell out of me with this constant sexual discourse that he was bringing to me. And he asked me, what are you at? Which usually would lead to a uh, get your tits out or I want a picture of this or whatever. I had the slave in the gaff at the time. He came over, he cleaned my bathroom terribly, genuinely. When it's your kink, you're still fucking bad at it. And I think he wanted to be screened out more because he cleaned my toilet fine. I gave him like all the bleach and whatever sprays for the bathroom. He used Dove body wash for my shower. Yeah. Idiot. He was there being my footstool and it was a great experience. I was like, finally, a man knows his fucking place in this godforsaken country. So your man was like, what are you doing? So I sent, this is what I'm doing, boots to the ground. And he was like, oh, oh, I'd never be having a freak like that over to my house. I was like, of course, I'm used to it. Instant shaming, not like, why can't you have a laugh? You boring fuck. Just be like, oh, that's gas. What the fuck? How did that happen? Like, I sent it to another friend of mine. He was like, oh my God. Yes, mama, get it. You're amazing. <laughs> He's an American guy. I was like, this is hilarious. Like, get on it, bitch. You're not going to come here shaming me, being like, oh, I'd never do that. So I was like, cool. I see your fucking slag and I'll raise you one motherfucker. I was like, you couldn't because you don't have a house. You couldn't have a slave over to your house. You live with your mum. So. He was like, how fucking dare you? Then he went on and on and we were back and forth and we were arguing. And then I brought it up again for like the third time. I was like, listen, you have constantly been hounding me for for sexy selfies, wanting something. I feel like you think you're obliged for more of me or sexual access to me, whether it's via photographs or whether it's via videos or me coming down to wherever the fuck you live and you want some kind of like 
mama in the next room us shagging kind of shit like I, I mean look I'd get down with it if I was in a relationship my last boyfriend lived at home but like I'm just not doing that when I don't really know someone and I just think it's even rude that you'd bring a random girl back to your gaff when your mum's like you're only back from Australia like what's what's your problem are you gonna go and get a hotel well get a hotel book it I'll go, like whatever again I'm very much glad I didn't see this guy again and now from kind of like concluding the whole thing I'm like deadly thanks let's get into the message yeah I was like I thought this would be great for content and he paid me to use him as a footstool your man goes what else he pay you to do ha and I wrote clean my bathroom And he wrote back lies you're just all the same I have heard this so many times like when I first stepped into the slave community and being a goddess that's what they call you I remember meeting Jimmy for the first time and going over being like this is crazy, but like I got these flights paid for by a guy who wants nothing from me apart from bringing me food and I slap him across the face. <laughs> what do you make of that? Isn't that hilarious? And he was like, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. No, I don't like that. I was like, oh, oh. It was the first time since being a single mom that I was actually getting some coin. Like that Christmas, whoa, y'all did good. Like I was, I was just making bank from these guys. And it was like, again, I'd been left by Rilo's dad. This was a way for me to get back at men and make money. Like, I mean, it's not for everyone, but it was for me. I did feel shame. I was scared that whoever would find out. But now I don't care. I'm owning myself 100% completely. Um, I stopped doing it because obviously Jimmy was unhappy with it and then like I stopped getting basically free money for doing what slapping a guy across the face um, and then Jimmy came over and moved in and we had to live off my lone parent I'm a dumb bitch sometimes I swear down but yeah he was like well I just don't believe that you're only doing that and this has been a constant thing even with the ex who found me selling the socks like well, what if you want looking me I don't believe it that can't be possible can't be possible oh believe me sir your gender are fucking losers. Believe me. You're a loser. He's a loser. And at least this one knows it and is paying me and I'm making some bank and he's worthwhile. But believe me when I say that this is happening. You might want to be like, oh, you're fucking clearly shagging the bastard. I'm not. I'm shagging you. I should be shagging someone and getting paid for it, quite frankly, because it's just, it's just so annoying being around y'all. Um, anyway, he wrote lies and I wrote every idiot says that snooze anyway girls where were we we are already like well into a big old podcast and I haven't even got to the thick of it right yet like I have not got to the south and it gets juicier this is going to be a two-parter guys because I want to fill you in on the rest of what I've been doing all the legwork for this pod you know someone has to do it and I have certainly been getting the leg over so I can be giving you that content and we can be talking about the complexities of sleeping with someone on the first date so this is obviously what happened with me and this man I'm, I'm, I've done that. I, like I said, regretted it. I definitely missed out on red flags and this is how it went. He didn't respond to me saying every idiot says that snooze. So I wrote back right to his lack of response. And then he wrote, girls, you're going to piss yourselves. He's very funny. He wrote left. I wrote back hilarious. You're annoying me. Lies bitch, you don't know me. That's what I said. And he goes, why am I annoying you? Ha ha ha. Then anyway, I, I sent voice messages where I was like, this is what happened. This guy came over. He's been hounding me for ages. He wanted to be my footstool and clean my bathroom. If you don't want to believe that your gender can be that pathetic, then okay, live in your little fantasy world, darling. Then he goes, did you watch him clean your bathroom? 
Um, and I said I was in and out. Oh, sorry, I got ro- I got it wrong. This is okay. I'm just going to read out the conversation because yellow. I was like I was in and out to call him a bitch and tell him to work harder. And then he goes, "Don't think I could have someone like that in my house." And then I uh, again sent voice messages, one sixteen seconds long and one fifteen seconds long, where I basically said, "Actually, let's listen to what I was saying." Fucking hell, I'm not even prepared. Which is fine. You don't even have a house, darling, so you couldn't have someone ever. However, don't say that I'm doing something that I'm not. You go work, work your little balls off, and you go back to Australia. This is my job. <laughs> okay, whoa. I was obviously, I'd, I'd gotten a little bit of, um, a little bit of spice to me after having the slave over. So, you booked a hotel, you travelled for me, you bought me lunch, drinks, I did fuck you, but... That's also simp energy. (laughs) And girls, this is the worst response. This is the worst dating review, I'm going to call it, I have ever gotten in my life. And the only thing I can do is just fucking read it out. He goes, he responds, yeah, usually a first date is paid for by a man. But then you did roar abuse at a homeless person and the receptionist and spill a full pint on me. Then family drama because you went to an appointment high in a see-through skirt. What energy is that? Crying, laughing face. Then he responds again and emptied your bowels in my toilet and flooded my bathroom. Let's just take a minute. Let's just take. Okay. Okay. So, again, I was highly intoxicated. Can I remember the the details of the night? No. Flooded my bathroom. First of all, it's the hotel bathroom. You paid for a bitch. You don't own it because you fucking have a night in the Morgan. My toilet and flooded my bathroom. Emptied your bowels like... I, 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 you did not just say emptied your bowels to me. No, 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 you did not just say that to me. 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 You did not just say that to me, sir. You did not just say emptied your bowels to me. If you know me, if you know me for a second, you know that I don't like shit talk. I went out with a man for a year and a half and I didn't shit in the gaff. I've been in relationships with men who fart, 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 shit, shit, shit with the door open. And anytime I go to the bathroom and dare put on a bit of lip liner and take a little bit longer than it would be to presumably tinkle. Hey, do a shit. You take a big shit. You're just a big fucking shit. You take a little, little shit. Emptied your bowels in my toilet? First of all, okay, let's just go through it. Okay, usually the first date is paid for a man. Yeah, and the second and the third and the fucking rest. I'm not, like, what is this? A lesbian relationship? I'm sorry, that's not what I'm looking for. Now I know you were happy to pay for the first date, but not the second. First date and then we go, halves? That's not making me wet, sir. (laughs) That's just not going to do it for me. And I've had it before, so I'll have it again. I'm not going to settle for some fucking boring prick. Um, So, okay, I'm glad that we got that detail out of you. I've extracted that. Point and um, I can add that to the list of things that I'm not interested in. A man who only wants to pay for the first date. Okay, 
then you did roar abuse at a homeless person. Okay, I remember the homeless person said something about my outfit and was, you know, catcalling me. Look, you may be homeless. You're not catcalling me without me fucking shouting back at you. Sorry, I'm just not walking around my city getting catcalled anymore. It's happened for years. I once had a man come up to me and say pussy in my ear and I screamed abuse at him. If you're going to catcall me, I don't care if there's a cup in your hand. I don't care if you're foreign. I don't, I don't take that. You're not going to do that. Obviously, I was lit, so probably came across way worse and the receptionist was annoying as fuck she was probably annoying as fuck because I was lit off my tits um and demanding Prosecco to the room which of course I wanted to pay for I was like look we want another drink she was like but the bar's not open anymore I was like well but then what is the hotel the bar should always be like I mean what the fuck like I like isn't that the joy of hotels that you can get like a drink up to the room anyway so yeah that's something that I probably wouldn't do sober shouldn't be roaring abuse at the uh, receptionist now again I was probably being a sassy bitch I don't tend to roar but okay I'll take your word for it again I was lit as fuck um sorry about that I got too drunk on the date I got too drunk on the date sir (laughs) and yeah and I Then, okay, so I spilled a full pint on him and then family drama because you went to an appointment high in a see-through skirt. Okay, I was on Xanax. I wasn't high. I mean, maybe that is high, but like I need the Xanax because I've been R-worded, bitch. So um, again, I don't care for your opinion on that. But emptied your bowels in my toilet and flooded my bathroom? Nah, you're not going to say, nah, because I know myself and I know my goddamn bowels. I don't shit. I don't shit easily. I don't shit with strangers. No matter how lit I get, I can't, I can't shit. I just, it just doesn't happen. My bowels don't be emptying like that. Like, I, I wish. I, believe me, I'd be a lot fucking skinnier. Like, the stress that my goddamn bowels, they keep shit in, especially around a man. No matter how drunk I get, I have not been able to shit around a man because of my ex-boyfriend of a year and a half. He used to fucking shit shame me 10 times a day. It was unbearable. I had shit in my fucking neck because it was so high up I couldn't let it out. Every time I went to, you shitting, you shitting, bursting in the bathroom. I've, I've never unclenched my ass since that relationship, so I know, I know I didn't shit in the bathroom. Do not say emptied your bells to me, sir. Never, never. Maybe I screamed in a homeless man. Maybe I fucking screamed at the receptionist. Oh, God forbid I spilled a pint on you. Oh, God, I was high getting fucking my colospy. Oh, a bit of family drama. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. But emptied your bowels in my bathroom and flooded the fucking... Okay. Maybe I, I leaked, the fucking sink leaked because I was probably washing my face. There's one thing that I will do when I'm in a hotel is wash my face. I hate going to sleep with makeup on. I will scrub my face with that little perfect bar of soap with the paper around it. I love peeling it off. If I was shitting, sir, let's, let's just like, court of law, okay? Court of law, if I was shitting, why would I put the plug in the sink? I understand your thought process that I put the tap on to shit so you wouldn't hear the sound, but... Sir, again, I know myself, I know my bowels, I know the way I shit. And if I was, say, say in a wild movement of bowels, I did actually need to take shit in this day. I know what I do because I do it drunk sober all the time. Take a load of tissue, place it again. Girls, the tips are just coming, coming, coming on this pod. <laughs> C-U-M-M-I-N-G. That's the way the OnlyFans girls do. Um, I put tissue down, padding for the shit, then shit on said tissue. You know, make a little cloud of tissue and just have it pat. I don't, I don't put the sink. That's not my, that's not my go-to shit routine. If there is a man present, if I could be so lucky to find a man where my bowels were actually relaxed around, 
<laughs> Hasn't happened yet. Even living with Jimmy, that man had to go to work and then I could shit. It was wild. I, I can't. So again, court of law, I go back to my point. If I was putting on the tap, he's kind of making it out like I flooded the bathroom because I flooded the bathroom or what my shit was so fucking dank, so heavy, so weighted. Like I just shit in a baby in your fucking, in your bathroom, yours. Mm-hmm, yours. That what I flooded the fucking whole bathroom. There's shit everywhere. What, in what world would that have happened? Like I said, I didn't eat before the date. There was nothing to shit out. I imagine I had the plug in the sink, was washing my face and fucking didn't undo the plug. And the light or the tap was on and it spilled over. And I think he's putting two and two together and getting shit. And he's saying that I potentially put the tap on to disguise the sound of the plop. Where I know, I know, again, I have my, my little cloud of tissue routine if I needed to drop a load. Is that, do we say drop a load? Or is that me coming? Do I have a big dick now? At this stage, I probably do. And do you know what I'm going to do with this? I'm going to whack that dick right across his face. Um, so then he goes, I was like, hold on. Raw abuse I did, which was necessary. Now, maybe not necessary. The extremity I probably went because I was lit. And maybe not necessary because it was just a receptionist who, quite frankly, saw an inebriated woman wanting more alcohol. Thank you. Thank you, lady. <laughs> Thank you for that. Apologies if you're listening. Um, I shouldn't have roared abuse at you. Uh, I, I I wouldn't have done that sober. I did it drunk and I can, I, I regret it, but I don't remember it, but quite, quite frankly. So I said, roar abuse I did, which was necessary. Empty my bowels and flood your bathroom. Okay, you weird liar. Then I said, if that was the case, why are you still texting me, bro? Like if I'm like, hold on. This like, this honesty shit that you, so I, I emptied my bowels according to you. But you're still sending me dick and saying, oh, I want to fucking shag you and I want pictures of you and you're fucking what? So I've literally dropped a ton of kids to the pool and you're like, show me your arse. What, you want to see where the shit came from? Like, what, what, what? Make it make sense. And he said, you turn on the taps to drown out the noise. Don't lie. Weird, weird, weird man. Shit shaming. Just another man who shit shames. Welcome to the world of fucking arsehole useless cunts. Piss off back to Oz. We don't want you here, darling. Go shit shame the Australians. Like what? Oh, don't lie. You turned on the taps to drown out the noise. No, I was washing my face and, oh God, I float, I, a little bit of the water probably spilled over. Then he goes, so you don't remember the sink overflowing and using towels to dry it up. Again, if I was shitting and I was using the kind of noise of the taps to drown out the shit, why would I put the plug in, sir? Tell me that, sir. Sir, can you please... Answer me that, sir. So I said, you suggested. So I wrote, you're suggesting I flooded your bathroom because I shit, which isn't true. You're trying to put me down and freak me out with something I didn't do because you feel emasculated. He felt emasculated because I fucking sent him a picture of what I was doing and I was getting paid to have a man underneath me as a footstool. What are you doing? Still trying to play off the fact that you booked a hotel and you just feel like you deserve more from that. You deserve texts. You deserve fucking me to come wherever the fuck you're from and have sex with you and your mask off. You deserve multiple videos. You deserve this. You deserve shit. Get on that flight. Piss off. We don't need you. This all almost terrible is terrible. The people are leaving the country. Let them go. It's like get weeding out the country. Piss off. You're not wanted, darling. Then he goes, you don't have a gaff either. It's your family's. I go, no, it's not. It's, my gaff has nothing to do with my family. They live down the road. But, um... 
yeah, it's my, I mean, I rent it. Then he goes, you're the one trying to emasculate me, saying, I have no house. It's no biggie. Everyone shits. <laughs> that emoji with the little sweat. So why are you shaming me then? I'm just proving you do lie because you did shit. So now I'm in a full shit war. Now we're quite honestly shit slinging. And I'm like, how do you know I shit? Like, this is just again. Like, okay, I, I left the tap in the thing and there's fucking water all and we had to use the towels. Oh, boo-hoo, how terrible. A few towels and tiles got wet. Oh my God. Right. And you, you just want to shame me and make me out to be this disgusting human because I don't want to fuck your dick again. We go on and on and on. And then he goes, sorry for not believing that someone came to your house to be used as a footstool and paid money. And I wrote, I'd say it's hard to accept that men can be so pathetic. Then again, you're a man who felt it was acceptable to shame me for apparently emptying my bowels. So it makes sense. That's such a vile and disgusting thing to say. Then I said again, <laughs> you, don't, you don't stop me when I'm going is a man speaking like that to a woman, of course, wouldn't understand another man who knows his place and he wrote don't come at me if you don't want to be bit women can be just as pathetic I said so you don't believe that a man paid me to be used as a footstool or women can be just as pathetic what is it because you're tripping over yourself here I'm going on and on about the fact that I just didn't empty my like I mean you're just not going to say that to me and get away with it you're just really not and he goes oh there was a noise that from the bathroom that wasn't coming from your mouth why are we still talking about it and I was like because you brought it up bitch coming from a man who couldn't even take his top off during sex you made a noise in the bathroom you can't write this stuff and he goes if you were going to keep bringing shit up I'm not replying I have better things to be doing Mm -hmm. you're just fishing for content do you know what when he said that I was like great he's now basically told me I can use this for content and I said I already have it and he said can't wait to hear it subscribe sir and I wrote very strange interaction Then I blocked him and I was just seething. I was embarrassed. I was like, just scared of myself. I was like, what the fuck? I went on this date with someone and genuinely can't remember. Like, I can remember, but can't remember. Like, clearly, it just kind of made me feel really uncomfortable. So I said, what you said to me earlier was really upsetting and triggering. You basically told me that I was inebriated and acting insane. I had a procedure the next day of which I was worried about. I'm trying to comprehend what happened, as I've never acted the way you're describing. Genuinely, like, I don't be going... Like, I go out with my friends all the time. I drink fucking shitloads, and this doesn't happen, so it's just worrisome. I said... And I also, a load of the time, go out without eating. It's like, I commonly do that. Like, it's, it's just... I'm just like, what the fuck? This is shocking to me. I said, it's also really worrisome that you're claiming I was so drunk, yet you deemed it appropriate to have sex with me in that state. Like, bitch, his disclosure of this honesty to try and get back at me, he just fucking showed his raw damn self. You're going on a date with someone who's inebriated, who got shit-faced, who's screaming at fucking homeless men and begging for more drink and is flooding the bathroom with shit, and you're shagging that woman. If I went on a date and he was screaming abuse at a homeless man, screaming in the fucking hotel, would I, like, I, I mean, right. And then he goes, I, I didn't say you were very drunk. I just said that you were abusive to people. It wasn't as if you drank a lot, thought you were just like that after a few drinks. You're a grown woman and you wanted another bottle for the room, so don't play that card. And I'm like, if I was horrible, if I was as horrible as, as you're making out with me, why'd you have sex with me? And continue to hang me with dick pics for weeks. Grown women get drunk, yes. And he goes, I don't even remember the next DBH. I did not hound you. Will you stop now? He did hound me. Because again, this was the third time I brought up like his kind of incessant, like just kind of requesting, like send me this, send me that. I just didn't like that coming in my Instagram. Like I'm going on Instagram not to be hounded by this motherfucker that I met two months ago. I said, you did hound me. Scroll up. I've been giving out to you about it. And then he goes, oh, well, if I was such a hound, you would have blocked me. I am so tired of men deflecting. 
Like, I only had this in a conversation with a man a couple months ago. Same shit. Like, oh, well, if I was so bad, why'd you not block me? Why'd you go back to me then again back then? Oh, so me putting up with it is the issue. Me accepting it is the issue. Ah, okay. 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 I get it. And I said I did. I just blocked you to say that. Anyway, I was like, I'm shocked that that happened and perplexed. But in the future, if a girl is in that state, don't have sex with them. This made me feel really uncomfortable. There's honesty. And then there's you emptied your bowels in the toilet, which is just such a vile way to speak to someone and totally unnecessary. Um, and we went on and on and on. I, I ended up blocking them. But like, this is the kind of shit you're dealing with, girls. This is the shit you're dealing with. And <laughs> shit being the operative word there you go that that's just like i i need to take a breather i am gonna give you a early episode next week to just fill you in on all the other shit i've been doing and we're gonna have some fun girls we are just gonna have some fun because i don't give a fuck anymore i used to give a little bit of a fuck and now i give none so there you go thanks for the content bitch um and yeah girls write to me <laughs> let me know have you got it there's no way i just can't imagine anyone having a worse date review if you've had a terrible date i hope that made you feel better Ugh. anyway see you soon girls i love you i love you and talk to me in the little lippy whatsapp group because i will need to be comforted after that i can't i can't empty your mouths empty your mouths okay bye see you later love you